Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from another Amy, a listener on Facebook, who wrote in to say, Hey ladies, I'm a longtime listener. How about an episode about Amy's experience with her oldest child off at college? I'm a mom who's sending her first one away to school next year, and my heart is already slowly breaking help. Okay, Amy. This is uh, the beginning of the second semester as I'm recording this. So at this point, I have left my oldest child at college and driven away. And we've also done three visits home. He's gone back to college after three different visits, fall break, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So I'm a real expert at this now. The first thing I want to tell you is that how big it feels that your child is going to leave the nest and go away to college. It is way bigger ahead of you than it is in the rear view mirror. If you've had a big birthday, turning 40, being like 39 and a half, I feel like you know, it was so hard because I'm like, I'm turning 40 and what does that mean? And what is it going to be like? And then of course you turn 40 and it's fine and you're 40 and a half and you feel much better about being 40 than you did when you were 39 and a half. This is the, the same thing. How is this going to be and will it be hard? That was harder than how it actually felt driving away. Your kids experience this differently from you, right? And as I like to say, the suffering is in the gap and there is a gap. There's supposed to be a gap, right? For you, it's uh, it's an ending. It's a closure of sort of 18, 19 years of, of very hard work and remembering when you change their diapers. And for them, it's a beginning. It's a leaving the nest. It's doing something for the first time. So they're they're looking forward and maybe you're looking back. In that moment, I think it's okay to be sad and tearful or emotional, I guess I would say. Uh, for me, at least, it's way harder to clamp down on my emotions than just to you know, express them. So I was a little teary, but I was able to express to him how happy I was for him, how excited I was for him, which I really was. Another good thing about this, which I think is easier, is the way we communicate with our kids is such a sea change from when we went to college. My son got on like a, a shuttle bus and we stood there and watched him drive away because, of course, we were like, wow, this is it. This is it. You know, this is the moment we are leaving him the college. We're going to walk away. He gets on the shuttle bus. We're looking at him in the seat. As the shuttle bus starts to pull away, we wave to him excitedly. He doesn't even look up. He's looking at his phone the whole time as he pulls away. Like, he is completely non-sentimental about this, which was so funny we had to laugh. So that broke the tension for me and for my spouse. But 90 minutes later, we hadn't even left the state yet. We're in the car and he was texting me to say, oh, guess what? I just met this kid. 
and he's really nice and he likes to play frisbee too and we're going to do this and he was already communicating with me and I realized in this moment this isn't it's not like sleepaway camp if your kid ever went to sleepaway camp where you're just sort of wondering how they're doing they're not off in the middle of nowhere you can be in more ongoing casual contact with them Today, my son called me to find out if the new khakis he got for Christmas, if he could put them in the dryer or not, or if he should let them air dry. So, so we have that sort of connection, sort of, you know, quick conversations. It's not every day, but it's not once a week either. It's something in between. The other thing I can definitely say is that when you are on the other side of this, you're sort of level of okay and happiness after the first, you know, day of being sad, maybe it will definitely correlate with how happy your kid is. My kid is really happy with the college he picked. My kid got really lucky with his roommate. He's really happy. So of course I'm happy. And of course it's an easy experience for me. The last two years of kids going away to college, I don't have to tell you, have been fraught. Uh, a lot of kids who started college last year in the fall of 21 had a really hard first year because it was not a typical first year experience anywhere. And it's not like it's been the perfect first year experience at all these colleges either. So some kids have had a harder time. Some kids have not hit off their roommate. And that does make it a little harder to be okay with them being away from you. But you can't, you know, worry about that ahead of time. And certainly like, what if they don't like their roommate? I spent a lot of time wondering if he would like his roommate or not. He loves his roommate. And you can't worry trouble away ahead of time. Helping your kid feel excited about where they're going and great about their decision and going in feeling really open-minded and, and optimistic is the best you can do to help them you know, launch into a good college experience. Kids will make different choices than you. That's what I'm learning with my kid on the other side. And it might not be your choice. At the beginning of this most recent semester, his college had to do classes online for a couple of weeks because of Omicron and staffing issues. So he didn't have to go back to college. He could have stayed home for two more weeks. He wanted to go back. I would have been the kind of kid who stayed home for those extra two weeks. But it was his decision. And it kind of feels okay. It feels okay to let them make these things. College is a, is a place where it's okay for kids to make a decision that's maybe the wrong decision. Maybe I shouldn't have come back. Maybe I should have been home for these two weeks. Maybe I shouldn't have taken this class. It's a place for them to find out those things for themselves. So you don't want to sort of, you know, worry away all those bumps in the road. I've learned that very quickly. The other thing is this will change your family dynamic. The other thing you're thinking about is like, what, it, what will it be like without this person at the table? It'll be different. And that's not necessarily bad. I have two other kids and I have seen their relationship undergo a sea change when the oldest kid left. When he comes home, they're happy to see them and their their dynamic sort of changes back to the way it was. And then he leaves again. And my younger two kids have really bonded with each other. It was something I really wasn't predicting. And it's really been a positive. If this is your only kid and you're becoming an empty nester, obviously that's a big change too, but that doesn't have to mean a sadder, lonelier one. This relationship with your kids as they go away and they have experiences separately from you and come back has unbelievable rewards that I really could not have predicted. And the best part is when they finally do call you, they have so much to tell you. And that has made me feel more connected with this child than ever. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshellpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence 
whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.